Welcome to another edition of the College Faith Podcast, sponsored by Global Scholars. This is Stan Wallace, your host, and my guest today is Dan Allen, a leader in the Every Campus Coalition, a new initiative to help connect students with all the ministries seeking to serve them during their university years. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here with you. Well, it's great to be with you. I've been looking forward to this. Unfortunately, I came down with a little bit of a cold, so I'm a little congested, so bear with me, but wanted to make sure we had a chance to have this conversation. So uh, let's just start at the, at the beginning. What is this thing you're involved in called the Every Campus Initiative, and how did it get started? Yeah, well, Every Campus is a coalition now of more than 100 Uh, different ministries, churches, organizations that share a vision for revival and spiritual awakening among students and faculty. I'm very excited to tell you that that it's more than 100 partners now, uh, and I'll get to that in a second, but but it started back at Together 2016 when York Moore and Keith Bubalo from InterVarsity and Crew at the time, when they when they had this chance encounter as the Lord would have it, right? We would just say a, a providential encounter, and and they began to, to dream, asking the question, what is it that we could do together as ministries in this important space of ministry to students and faculty? What is it that we could do together that we could never do separately? And after, you know, decades of, of campus ministry work and people who, who share a burden for ministry uh, on the college campuses, our collective presence we've discovered wasn't even at the time 50% of all the campuses. Mm. And, and so we said, as we trust God for revival and spiritual awakening, let's trust God for a gospel movement on every college campus. So what happened is, is that Crew and InterVarsity, as as the two founding partners, said, yes, let's do this. And as we began to have conversations, York and I began to hit the road, and we went to Chi Alpha, and we went to Navigators, we went to the CCO, and we began to meet with ministry leaders of different organizations. And what was fascinating to us is they would say things like, we've just recently been talking about that. We've recently had a word from the Lord about revival in this generation. They began to say those kinds of things. And it was clear to us that the Lord was orchestrating something that was far greater than either crew or InterVarsity on our own could do, that this is something that he has been been orchestrating. And so so we founded this, this Every Campus Partnership in the summer of 2017. We launched it at the very end of 2018. We, we started with a prayer walk because we said, listen, it all starts with prayer. So we prayer walked every college campus in, in the United States, and we celebrated the completion of that in May of 2020, shortly after the pandemic started. And so that's a little bit of the history. So what is a prayer walk? What do you mean by that? A prayer walk is when we go on a campus to to be on site, to pray with insight as we watch and wait and worship. So what I tell people is, is that once you're on campus and you're praying, you're prayer walking. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. But but what I like to do is I like to pull up, open the campus website. So if I were at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, there in your neck of the woods, and I were I were on campus praying for those kangaroos, what I would do is I would open up the, the website and I would go to the, the mission values vision of the school, and I would pray for the school itself. And then I would open mm. up the leadership and I would pray for the president and, and the other administrative leaders and the board of directors. 
And then I would go to the faculty page and I would pray for some of the faculty, probably from the business school, since that's that's where I, I graduated from at the University of Missouri. And, and then I go to the athletes and, and to the athletic section. And I pray for the athletes because they tend to be the most visible students on campus. And then I go to the clubs and organizations page because these tend to be the activists on campus, those who are most involved in their community. And I start with Christian groups and I pray for God's favor to be on the leaders of these Christian groups. But then I'm praying for the leaders of all these groups on campus. And what I'm doing is I'm engaging in the work of a campus and entering into into that by faith, asking God to bring revival and spiritual awakening. Wow, that's great. And that's something anybody could do, right? Whether it's a parent of a student who's on a university campus or uh, pastors in the area, students themselves. Stan, you are 100% right. Part of what we loved about this prayer walking campaign is how accessible it is to all of us across the kingdom of God who say we we long for revival and spiritual awakening. We want to see God raise up disciples from these campuses. And so anybody can prayer walk that campus. I I tell this story often, and it's at the high school level uh, about a moms in prayer group. We had just left St. Louis and we were moving to Southern California and it was a big move for us. It was the summer between my oldest daughter's sophomore and junior year of high school. That is not a prime time to move your very extroverted, very involved daughter. And she was willing to actually tell us that that, that wasn't her favorite thing as well. So, so we, we got to that campus and I'm taking her down to school on the first day. And I drop her off. And, and you can imagine that the that she's she's apprehensive about this. She's you know, the mix of emotions. Sure. But it's 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 very structured for her where she goes to her first class and she she begins to take those classes, but she gets to lunch. This is the first non-structured time. When she walks out to lunch, she hears a voice from the side. And and this voice came from Hannah Carson, uh, a a student that she had met just a few days earlier when we had gone to a church and they had randomly, once again, randomly by God's (laughs) providence, uh, been in the same discussion group. Hannah says, hey, you, Mackenzie, aren't you Mackenzie that I met on Sunday evening? Do Do you have anyone to sit with at lunch? Would you come sit with me and my friends? Wow, And I tell Hannah all the time that that 15 or 20 seconds for her was just maybe no, no big deal. But to us, it changed the trajectory of our year. Oh, yeah. I tell you that story because there is a group of moms who prayer walk El Toro High School in Southern California on a weekly basis. And I ran into these moms and I got I had the privilege of saying, you don't ever know the full extent of the impact that our prayers have as we get on these campuses and are praying for the students and the faculty and the systems, the administrators, whomever it might be. But I feel like we lived on the crest of your prayers Hmm. when our daughter Mackenzie had that first day on campus at El Toro as you're praying God's compassion for these students. And so when we're on our college campuses, prayer walking, we're praying for students who in many cases we will never, ever meet. And you'll never hear these kinds of stories. But the truth of the matter is, is that God is always at work. And so to your earlier point, yes, any and all of us can prayer walk these campuses. And we really do believe that God will hear and answer our prayers. Mm, That's great. And you use another phrase, and it ties in, I think, to what you just mentioned about prayer walking. 
Uh, you use the phrase gospel movement. Mm-hmm. Now, that might not be a familiar term to a lot of our listeners. Could you say more about that as the goal of the Every Campus Project? Yes, we, we use the phrase gospel movement or gospel community to, to be as broad as possible to say that, that these movements of students are about making disciples of the Lord Jesus, people who are crying out to him by faith and saying, I want to walk by faith. So a gospel movement is very simply three or more believers in a location who are saying, we want to make disciples for the Lord Jesus on our college campus. And that's what puts the gospel in the center, is that we are saved by his grace, we grow by his grace, and we multiply and fulfill his mission by his grace. Okay, that's really helpful. So uh, what is every campus doing to go about reaching these goals? So the goal of the Every Campus Movement is we say, at an aspirational level, we're trusting God for revival and spiritual awakening. And, And speaking to that for a moment, there are some things that are happening among students and faculty right now that are, wow, what is God doing in this moment in which we are living and ministering? Stan, let me just kind of bring you into some things that I think you already know, but but every campus itself is one of those answers to prayers. For far too long, we in the campus ministry space have all too frequently operated as if we are competitors in a marketplace, rather than as if we are different divisions of the same family business, all seeking to please our Heavenly Father. So so the every campus existence itself, where we are working together, saying that we are trusting God for revival and spiritual awakening, that by itself is somewhat miraculous. And so so we rejoice in that and we say, what is the Lord up to? You're aware that just not too long ago, we we had the, the collegiate day of prayer at the end of February. Mm-hmm. And for this collegiate day of prayer, we had more than three times as many people sign up to adopt campuses for prayer than we did last year. Hmm. And way more than twice as many people as our previous high water mark for the number of people. God is doing something special here related to the collegiate day of prayer. For the last now four years, we have prayer walked every college campus. In the three years prior to this past year, that happened on the day of prayer itself. This year, the interest was so strong that every college campus was adopted for prayer on the Saturday prior to the Collegiate Day of Prayer, which took place on the following Thursday. I point this out to say again, God is at work in a way that is different than what we've seen in years past. I was talking with a group of ministry leaders this morning, and I, and I said this, is that right now in Crew, and I know this to be true in Chi Alpha as well, when we share the gospel with a student and we invite them to receive Christ, the response rate of people to the gospel is higher than it has been in previous years. Let me say that again, is that when we share the gospel, more students proportionately are responding. And so it's really a, how do we get out there and share the gospel more? Because students are responding at at, at a greater rate. And then finally, and I know that this is a little bit of a laundry list, but when you say what's going on, how are you tracking what's going on related to revival and spiritual awakening? Those are hard things to measure. But but as well, I would say that that we're seeing new campuses launched. I mean, that's that is the the heartbeat here is that there's still now over 1700 college campuses in the United States where there is no known gospel movement. 
Now, we, we believe that God is at work on those campuses. We believe that probably there are some things going on in those campuses, many at least, that we don't know about. But the reality is we don't know of a gospel movement at still more than 1,700 college campuses in the United States. But that number continues to tick down because of the growth of, of what's happening in every campus, that, that groups like InterVarsity or the CCO or Navigators or like Crew, we're, we're seeing God work and launch new gospel movements on new campuses. And so we're thrilled with the progress that we're seeing, both at an aspirational level, at a, at a visionary level for revival and spiritual awakening, and at a tactical level where we're saying we want to see a gospel movement on every college campus. Both of those we're seeing evidence that, that leads us to believe that, that God is working powerfully among us. So what does it look like when a gospel movement is launched? You mentioned it's three or more missional students who are praying together. Is there more than that that they're doing? Is it always the same thing? What does it look like to see such a launch occur? So it is going to, there's going to be some variation according to each location, but, but what we say is common is that there's a group of at least three, so three or more, as you've indicated, they are sharing their faith, they are praying together, and they have a vision for the whole campus. That's what we're looking for. And so I was, I was exchanging messages this morning with, with one of our uh, staff leaders about a campus that just launched not too long ago. So in, our, in my crew world, uh, we saw West Liberty University in West Virginia. We met students last summer online, and then that's a campus that launched this past fall. And, and those students, they said, we wanna, we wanna have some training, we wanna grow. So they attended a winter conference and now some of them are pursuing summer mission opportunities. This, this would be the kind of evidence where you have a small group of students, they're praying together, they're sharing their faith, they're pursuing now training, they want to multiply so that they can have a, a larger base of people uh, that are seeking to reach the campus together. When these students launch a gospel movement, are they required to affiliate with a member of the every campus group are they usually just independent and using your resources how does that work so we we've got examples of every variety that you could imagine stan we have it where it's it's a an established campus ministry like the chi alpha group or a or a crew campus ministry we have it where it's a local church that that's wanting to do they're already doing some things with students and they say oh we get this vision we want to do something on the campus now and so so all we're doing is is we're helping them say could you do some of this ministry on the campus rather than in the church and so we're recognizing what the student what, what that church is doing in other cases it's it's an it's a local student group and they don't have any uh national affiliation and we're recognizing what they're doing. There are all kinds of ways in which this is happening. But what's different here, Stan, is, is that you've got crew people who are helping launch InterVarsity groups because InterVarsity is well positioned to, to launch this group. So in the central California area, crew staff went to participate in a campus launch that InterVarsity was doing. When can you imagine that kind of thing happening 20 or 30 years ago? But, but that's the kind of collaboration and collegiality that we're beginning to see now in a different way. We and crew, we're cheering on those local churches because we believe that God has already placed resources to reach every college campus in the United States. God already has the resources 
we believe, within five miles of every one of these college campuses. So we want to work very intentionally and humbly alongside leaders in these communities who already have a burden for these campuses, whose kids are already attending these campuses, whose whose members are already faculty on these campuses. What can we do to help them reach the campuses in their communities? Those are the kinds of questions that the Every Campus partners are asking, even as we're taking steps to initiate and help launch gospel movements in these locations. Okay, good. So you've mentioned a number of times the partners, and there are over 100. So talk a little bit about these partners, who who they are, what type of, you've mentioned churches, campus ministries, what type of groups tend to join this Every Campus initiative? I'll lump them into three buckets for you here, Stan. All right. One is the traditional campus ministries. These are people like Chi Alpha, Crew, InterVarsity, Navigators, the CCO. These are groups that, that their full-time focus is on doing student ministry. A second category would be churches at the network or denominational level, and and even to the local level in some cases, because mega churches are almost more like regional churches in this regard. But what's special about these churches is that they they have an influence over um, the the local churches across the country or in a particular part of the country. And so they want to be part of the Every Campus Coalition because what they're doing is they they want to resource the churches in their denomination and network, and so they participate. So you have the campus-based groups, the churches, and the church-based groups. And then the third group that you have are what I would call resource partners. And the resource partners are the ones who care about prayer, evangelism, discipleship, mission trips, the kinds of things that help lift everyone in their vision and ministry to make disciples uh, among students and faculty. And so these resource partners, they're part of this Every Campus Coalition because they want to bring their resources to bear to help everyone who's doing ministry directly with students and faculty to have what they need to be successful in those discipleship journeys. Great. That's a really helpful taxonomy. And I will mention that the College Faith Podcast just joined the coalition as one of that third category partner to bring the resources of these podcasts to the the group. And I appreciate that. And we appreciate you. The, the, the podcast here is such a good example, is that you have a, a trusted network of relationships of people who care deeply and passionately about ministry to students and faculty, to making disciples, and you know them well, and you have worked hard through the years to build a relationship of trust as you're delivering content that really matters to them. And so for you to be part of the of this coalition is very meaningful because you are both giving to the coalition and you are receiving from the coalition would be how we hope that this happens. And all of this is happening in love. And so I say thank you to you, Stan. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. So let me ask you a question about the nature of partnerships. And this is true uh, in, in so many areas, but we'll drill in here. There are similarities among ministries in this space, like any space, but there are differences, right? 
there are distinctives. There are different DNAs of the different campus ministries. And I've served on staff with several, and I could could name them in some detail. <laughs> How do you find the unity amongst that diversity that is certainly there in, in deep and profound ways? So, Stan, I want to go back to something that you insightfully asked about previously. You asked, what are these gospel communities? And the reason that the word gospel is so important here is that that how we live out the gospel actually does have lots of flavors, uh, that, that some might be more engaged in matters of justice on a campus, some who are more uh, proclamation oriented. You're going to have some people who say, let's reach this set of people in particular because we believe that's a strategic audience. There are going to be lots of ways that we live out our gospel calling, but the root is the same. For by grace we've been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And so this gospel is what unites us. It is that we are saved by the Lord Jesus, we are kept by the Lord Jesus, and we grow by faith there. And so we celebrate the different expressions of of how that gospel calling works out, because all of us are necessary. If we're going to reach a diverse world, we have to have ministries that have both small and even greater differences, because we need to have a diversity among us so that we can reach a diverse world, making disciples and fulfilling the great commission that Jesus gave to all of us. Okay, that's helpful. So it sounds like there's a unity around the broad contours of evangelicalism, the centrality of the gospel, centrality of scripture, centrality of seeing the gospel proclaimed to the ends of the earth, those type of things, and then allowing for diversity and how that's expressed in these different contexts. Is that right? Stan, that's a great way to express it. I tell people often that that the beauty of this Every Campus Coalition is that I feel like I'm living in both John 17 and in John 13. In John 17, that we are living out an answer to Jesus's prayer that we would be one. We are not the same. We are, we are diverse in our backgrounds and in our stories and in our callings, but he called us to be one, even as he and the Father are one. I feel like I'm also living in John 13, where Jesus gave his disciples this command that they would love one another and and that this would be the witness to the world. He says, even as I have loved you, love one another. Uh, By this, the world will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. Our greatest witness to the world is the love and the unity that we are living out because Jesus is transforming us. And so, yes, I think you've given a wonderful answer here. We will return to the show in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. If you are like most of our listeners, you are concerned about the ideas being promoted in our universities today. We too often hear about what is false and even harmful being promoted as true. Christian professors are called to stand up for what is true, good, and just, and teach their students to do the same. Help equip Christian professors to do so at www. Global-scholars.org. Please also check out the other podcast Stan and Dr. J.P. Moreland do together, Thinking Christianly. Whereas this college faith podcast focuses more on the practical questions of thriving during the college years, 
The Thinking Christianly podcast is all about the ideas that shape the university, students, our broader culture, and the world. Visit thinkingchristianly.org or download episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And now back to College Faith. So uh, is there a shared statement of faith that codifies this in some way that says, hey, we're all signing off on these core commitments as we move forward together? Yes, Stan. So so what we ask everybody who's entering into the Every Campus Coalition of Partners to do as a theological statement, because this is so, so very important to us, is we ask them to affirm the Luzon Covenant. And so that is our place of standard agreement, which is widely held among the evangelical world as, as, a, a, as a common statement of faith. And so that's what the one that we use. This is such an important place for people to have confidence. What are we getting into theologically? Uh, That's important to all of us. Okay. Where can that be found? Uh, At Luzon.org. Okay. Very good. Very good. And for our listeners, the Luzon movement is a movement that was launched back in, I think, 74 by a conference Mm -hmm. Billy Graham and John Stott organized in Lausanne, Switzerland, that began this ongoing conversation. I don't think began it, but was certainly central in the ongoing conversation about how do we all work together globally to see the gospel proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So a very, uh, very good statement of faith to, 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 to ground the work in. I appreciate that. And, and Stan, I think that it would be fair because some of your listeners will be keen to this. The, the Luzon Covenant is is not exactly the same as a statement of faith that it is that a denomination might have, but rather it's it's a statement of agreement. It would be how or a covenant of agreement is maybe how we would say it, and that works very well for us in in the every campus space as we're working with. Uh, different different ministries and churches and organizations who who share this this burden for ministry to students and faculty. Okay, great, thanks. That's a helpful distinction. So you've said a little bit about what's going on on campuses these days. Say a little bit more. What are you seeing God do these days nationwide? There are so many stories to tell. I think that as as students are coming onto campus. The, the headwinds that, that are just blowing at us have never been more formidable. I mean, we see students, when you look at the national numbers, you see a higher percentage of students who are indicating uh, some kind of issue or struggle with mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. So much so that the head of the counseling department at one of our Ivy League schools came to the chaplains at that school and said, how can you help us? The, the issues related to mental health, we cannot keep up with them in the lives of students. We need your help. Mm. And so, so we have, um, with our Every Campus partners, developed tools like Mental Health in Jesus as, as a way for Christian students and, and campus workers to have gospel conversations with students who are, who are asking questions related to challenges that they're experiencing with mental health. I think that that we're seeing a, a, a generation of students come to our campuses as well, who, because of technology, they they are used to looking down at their phones. They have right. short attention spans. They're mm-hmm. used to watching videos and not reading. And so, so some of the things that we have historically done very well in our Christian church and in our discipleship process, this generation is not connecting with those kinds of things as well. So you have how students are arriving on campus, how students are learning, 
And all of these are affecting how we go about doing ministry. And so we want to be visual. We want to have good videos and we want to have students engaged in in, uh, conversations with one another. These would be some of the examples of what are we seeing at a macro level as students are arriving on campus and then how we're working with students on campus. Mm. That's been repeated by a number of my guests. There's some recurring themes here. I appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, what are you most excited about that you're currently involved in? Well, I mean, I certainly am excited about what's happening with every campus. The unity that we are living out among those who share a burden for ministry to students and faculty is extraordinary. We're about to host a gathering here in about a month of these leaders, and we've never had this many leaders say yes to to one of our gatherings. There's just there's this swell of momentum that is that is uh, very encouraging to us. There is this growing momentum because of how we're seeing God work. I think mm. that, that what we all observed at Asbury and then the 287 campuses that were represented by students who came to Asbury to check it out and the dozens of campuses where we began to see expressions of, of revival and renewal and awakening on those college campuses, I think that people are saying, we're living in a special day. Just this morning in my time with the Lord, I was in Zechariah, and it was 4-6, just stood, jumped off the page, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that there seems to be an outpouring of God's spirit that is a little different than what we've seen in recent days. Within the last week, I was finishing up Habakkuk, and so I was in chapter three there, and it was, Lord, do it again, right? We, we, we've heard of your works. We know of your, of your mighty deeds, in our day, do it again. Mm-hmm. And we're praying that God would do it again and that we would see this outpouring of his spirit. And, and so places like Asbury and some of those other things that, that I mentioned earlier stand out to us. And, we, and I'm excited about that. I've been praying for decades that God would reach the lost, make disciples, bring revival and renewal to the hearts of of every believer. And I think that we're living in some of that. Stan, we're seeing campuses launched where students are saying, I want to make disciples on my campus. Just, you know, last week I got a text from one of our, our crew staff members sending me a picture from Valdosta State. Now, this is this is a campus where there are, are other existing gospel movements on that campus, but there are a group of students who said, we'd like to work with crew and launch a gospel movement here to reach another set of students on this campus. When you ask me what I'm excited about, I'm excited about God at work in the lives of of our staff members, in the lives of students and of faculty on these campuses. And these are just a few of those expressions. Good, good stuff. Appreciate that. So for our student listeners who are intrigued by this, how can they participate in this Every Campus Project? Oh, to be a student right now, huh, Stan? Wouldn't you like like to go back and be a student again, knowing what you know now? (laughs) Oh, my. I think that that would be a lot of fun. But the Lord's called us into this stage of life. And so let's speak to to the, the students of this generation and say, your contribution really matters. Every day you're faced with pressures by the world to conform to its image rather than to live a life of transformation. 
that comes because you are feeding on God's word. You are communing with God's people and you are experiencing the gospel powerfully in your life. So I think, Stan, I, I, I think I would say this for you as well, but what we would say to the students listening to this is press on in your walks with the Lord because no one else can walk with God for you. And so, so continue to, to spend time with the Lord, reading his scripture daily, spend time with other believers, be in spots where, where you are praying with others who care deeply and find others with whom you can share the gospel, because this is part of how God brings about growth in our lives. And so your growth is first, and we want you to connect with other believers. God has his people everywhere on these college campuses. At some of these campuses, it's easier to find them than others. I was having a conversation about an art school this morning that we have we have now attempted three launches here over the last year and a half or so. And it's just some schools are just a little bit more difficult to, to find believers with whom you can can connect. But God has his people there, both on and off campus. So not only in those Christian communities on campus, but in the churches that are nearby, find the fellowship that you need to grow and be strong in your walk with the Lord. Stan, these would be some of the first things that I would say. I would add this, be in a place where you get a chance to articulate your gospel convictions to others, where you can share the gospel with others, because when we are sharing the gospel, we just grow in an entirely different way. Mm -hmm. So how can the Every Campus Project help students in this, in real practical terms? In real practical terms, if, if you're looking for what Christian ministries exist at a campus that I would be going to, all you need to do is go to everycampus.com, and right in the middle of that, that screen when you open it up is a place to put in a zip code or a campus name. And you can put any campus name in there, and it's going to bring that campus up. You can click on that campus, and you can see what Christian ministries or, or movements exist already on that campus, along with contact information. So this can be a way that you connect with gospel communities on these campuses even before you leave for school. In other words, you can already connect with Christian community during the summer or before you arrive on campus, certainly before you go to the bookstore to buy your books for next fall's term. So I, we're, we're excited about that. You can sign up and you can prayer walk these campuses and we'll send you a guide so that you can begin to pray for your campus. You can begin to pray for who your roommate is going to be. You can begin to pray for connections with Christian communities on these campuses. We want you to be engaged in prayer even before you arrive on campus. We want to connect you with Christian community even before you arrive on campus. Great. And how can students access the resources that you've mentioned a number of groups are providing to help them? Well, all you have to do is submit your information and the groups on those campuses, they stand ready to follow up with you. So for example, I'll speak to crew. If you if you were to put your name in for a campus that, that uh, crew has an active movement on, we would have somebody either from the coaching center from a distance or more likely from a campus team that's in proximity to, to give you a call, send you an email, a text, whatever you've requested, so that we can begin that process of building a relationship so that you can be connected with believers on, on your college campus. 
Okay, good. So in addition to connecting, though, with the campus, ministry on campus, you mentioned there are a lot of partners that provide resources. And are those somehow available through your site, collated and accessible to students? The answer is a qualified yes to that. It's not available kind of at the first layer. You have to do a little bit more searching so that you can find out which ministries are there and what they have to offer. So that one's not quite so easy because what we find is that the ministry leaders are probably a little bit more inclined to to be the ones who are accessing those resources rather than the students themselves. So for example, uh, a podcast like yours, it's the ministry leaders who become the gatekeepers who are helping us to make those connections for the students. And so we find that that we want to make sure that those are more available and accessible to the church, parents, youth pastor, campus ministry, those leaders. Those are the people that are primarily uh, accessing the resources that our every campus partners are making available. Got it. Okay. So then let's talk about youth pastors and parents Mm -hmm. and maybe other ministries that haven't become a part of this coalition, how do they get involved more with every campus and, and, and access these type of resources? Yes. So everything's available at everycampus.com. So I'm going to give you that as the broad answer. Okay. But there's a resource tab at the top that, that somebody can navigate through. And if somebody wants to be a partner to have a little bit more of an insider's knowledge of what all's available, and they want to become part of this, this community that's seeking to trust God for revival and spiritual awakening, there's what we call an onboarding form that, that is there and accessible. So you just fill that out, and some of the every campus leadership will follow up with you. Okay. And, and whether you're a local church or whether you're you're a denominational leader, we want to make sure that you get the resources that you need to be successful in what God's calling you to do. This is a distinction that I think is actually really important. As part of the Every Campus vision, we're saying, how do we fit into your strategy or the calling that God has already placed on your heart, rather than saying, how can you fit into our strategy? We're coming alongside to be a support and a boost and a resource to everybody who shares this burden for ministry to students and faculty. Okay. So Dan, this has been really helpful. I want to give you a chance to talk about anything else we haven't touched on yet that's really important to make sure our listeners hear. To the students who are not that far away from high school graduation, you are at a fabulous point in life. You are, you are setting forth and, and you are going to arrive on a college campus and you're going to have an opportunity to make a difference for the Lord Jesus. But even while all that's happening, it's likely that your convictions are going to be tested in a very significant way. Because arriving on campus, there is this taste of freedom that is new for most students. And we don't always handle that freedom really well. But there's an opportunity here because no one reaches freshmen like a college freshman. In other words, you're the person who's going to be having pizza at 10 o'clock at night uh, with students in a dorm room. You're going to be the the person with a friend in a sorority house at midnight when when a friend gets a text and, and finds out that her grandmother died. You're going to be the person who is the embodied witness to speak of the goodness and the grace, the truth and the beauty of the gospel 
to your friends as you enter on campus. And so this is an exciting moment in, in your life. And we, those who, are, who have experienced this before, we who are cheering you on, what we want you to know is we're praying for you. We're praying that God would work powerfully in your heart and through you to others on, on your campus as you start this, this fabulous journey. To the youth pastors, I would say this, thank you. Thank you for the incredible investment that you are making in, in the students in our churches across the country. It is a ministry that is frequently taken for granted or maybe even overlooked, but we see you and we say thank you for the investments that you're making on those road trips when students are behaving like knuckleheads, at those meetings when it, when it seems like you wonder if anybody's paying attention your deposits, the Lord is bringing about a return. And so we, we are on your team and we want to receive the students that you've made such incredible investments into. We want to receive them and we want to help them grow and flourish so that they might be people who make a kingdom impact for the rest of their lives. And so we are partners with you in ministry and we just can't say thanks enough. Mm. To the parents, we say, nobody cares more about these students than you do. Your labor of love and shaping them and discipling them through, through their childhood years and through their teenage years, we receive them as, as a gift. And we want you to know that we want to care for them in a way that would make you pleased, in a way that would honor the investments that you have made. And so thank you for the investments that you've made into the lives of these kids. We want to receive them in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we want to disciple them in their Christian faith so that they might flourish and really be people who make a kingdom difference for the rest of their lives, that they would enter into these communities and they would experience love and acceptance and the one another's of the New Testament that's the kind of commitment that we want to make to you all as we receive your kids on the college campuses this fall. I'm sure many parents resonate and appreciate those good words. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, Dan, this has been really helpful. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your ministry. Thanks for the vision you and the Every Campus partners share and uh, blessings on your good work. Stan, let me say this to you. Thank you for your kingdom vision as well, both through this podcast and what you're doing with Global Scholars. I mean, we think about how significant the faculty are. When I was a freshman at the University of Missouri, there was a, a sociology professor who, among his first first lectures, would very consistently say to the, to the students there in this, in this gigantic classroom, I want to start by saying there are no facts. And, and, you know, I didn't get this my first, first go around, but, but I wish that some college freshman would have been sharp enough to, to raise his hand and say, Mr. Professor, Mr. Professor, is that a fact? <laughs> it is so significant that we are working with those who day in, day out, have such a significant influence in the lives of our students as they're serving and living on these college campuses, as they're growing and maturing. And so thanks for the, the investment that you're making among the scholars uh, in the academies, not only here in the United States, but around the world. Appreciate that, brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why we're in it together. And this is why I think that you're your commitment to every campus and your participation is is so very significant. Both the podcast as well as Global Scholars is, is that, look, you've got something to offer to this community of leaders, and we need to both know it and hear it 
and appreciate it and value it and multiply it. And you have something to receive as well. And, and that's the spirit of this every campus partnership is, is that we all bring our little five loaves and two fish. Some mm-hmm. of us feel like our fish are a little bit bigger than others, but it is a big world out there. All we're really doing is bring five loaves and two fish. And we're saying, Lord Jesus, won't you multiply these for your kingdom's sake? Because you alone are the one who is going to bring about the kind of fruitfulness that we all long for and are trusting you for. Because again, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by your spirit, says the Lord. So, so thanks for that as well. Those are great words to end on. So thank you again. Thanks, Dan. That brings us to the end of this edition of the College Faith Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation at the intersection of Christian conviction and higher education. Be sure to check out today's show notes at collegefaith.net slash podcasts, where you can find more information and links to the resources we discussed. If you found this podcast helpful, please help spread the word by liking my College Faith Facebook page at facebook.com slash collegefaith and pass this show on to others who may enjoy hearing our conversation. Please do visit our sponsor, Global Scholars, to help equip Christian professors to be salt and light for Christ on their campuses. Until next time, this is Stan Wallace encouraging you to love the Lord your God with both heart and mind during the university years and beyond.